Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today I'm joined by Craig Anderson. Hello. And Craig Cairns. Hello. We are lucky enough to have ourselves another Scottish Cup extravaganza to work our way through. But we'll kick off with letting you, the listener, know what's hot in the streets and what's not in the streets. Start us off, Craig. Yeah, I'll go for the uh, hottie, which is the Guinean Premier League. Um, try, I was uh, I was recently in Ghana for a couple of weeks for my work. And while I was there, I went to watch what, what was described in one Guinean newspaper as uh, Ghana's answer to the El Clasico, or to the El Clasico, that's the, the Clasico, <laughs> to El Clasico, which was uh, Hearts of Oak, uh, of Accra, against Asante Kotoko. And it was mental. Um, I've, I've been to, I've been lucky enough to kind of, be to quite a, a lot of big stadiums around the world and there's been some good atmospheres but I don't think I've ever been in an atmosphere like it. The there was a I think the stadium holds about forty five thousand people. The attendance must have been about sixty thousand because <laughs> when I turned around, like we we got there about it was organised by the place I was staying and they, the game kicked off at three and it was about forty five minutes away. And so I was very confused that they were leaving at twelve o'clock. <laughs> So we sat and we were about an hour away, but the traffic and some of it, but we were about an hour and a half early, which seemed confusing at the time, but by 45 minutes to kick off, the place was nearly full. So it made sense, so they obviously knew. So we're sitting out in the sun, like obviously no roof, because it was just fucking roasting there. <laughs> and uh, for all that time, and then the game started, and just to get the people, I think there was a big, inside, like there's a big fence, like a kind of... Um, like a throwback to the 80s. Yeah, yeah. And there was like guys running along the front, like with flags, like just like g the fans up for both teams, like the home and away team. And there was a guy from the away team that was like almost looked like he was greeting, like so passionately. It was like almost like a big thing. Like you've seen these guys like in African football yeah, yeah. on the TV. And then by the time the game started, I turned around and there was like people standing in all the stairwells. There was people like ha- hanging on balconies and it was like like kind of the exact stereotype of what you might imagine. And the noise, like when um, Hearts of Oak scored, was, was in fact, they, they, I mean, the noise in the away team scored was bad enough, but when Hearts of Oak scored, um, I've not heard anything like it. And it was just, yeah, it was incredible. The football was absolutely fucking terrible. It was. <laughs> Those clips you put up on your social media are good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, um, you can, if, you, if you're lucky enough to be able to hunt me down on Instagram, I'm not giving it out, but um, you, you, you'll see some um, some footage of it. But no, it was, um, the, ter- the football was terrible, but it was such a great experience. Um, first time, first time in Africa, first time in the football in Africa. And yeah, in- incredible. Uh, my hottie is uh, choose your own adventure novels, uh, as we've got Craig White's book coming out, uh, which is essentially, I mean, it's going to be about 10% true at best, but it's going to be 300 pages of absolute chaos. He struggles uh, to have much credibility at the moment. No. Um, I, I'd read parts of it and... It read to me like I was questioning whether they had had it fully legal when I was reading it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if, what happens. If you roll a six, turn to page forty-two. <laughs> we'll see. To find out more about the tax man. We'll see, I haven't read Keith Jackson's column today, which um, is partly in response to it. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens after Friday once it's once it's released. I think that's about. I think legally that's about as much as we can really say about it. Um, I'm. I'm I was reticent just, to suggest too much more about it, but, but Keith Jackson. I never read that either. But it was the quote they got. I saw pulled from it, which was that basically like, "Oh, we've won all these awards, so nobody can question the integrity of our journalism." And I was like, mm. <laughs> "Craig, what have you got for us?" Um, 
it's not hot for the cup games to be on Premier Sports, and this is nothing against Premier Sports. Fuck them. In 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 particular, it's just another channel that I have to uh, subscribe like, to. Just to butt in here, yeah, I'm good fine. that. Premier Sports is essentially Satanta rebranded. Yeah, I didn't want to get into that. Satanta Satanta fucked over Scottish football. Uh For me, for me, the Scottish authorities, I know they had good reasons. Shouldn't shouldn't have been doing any business with them ever. Basically, should have been blacklisted. I know that's easy for me to say Uh because I'm not relying on the the deals and all that. But they they did untold damage to Scottish football more than probably any other party in the last two decades. And I mean, some some would argue the tax man, but we'll. Um, but I mean that that's what totally De- Demantis Petrovicius was. Pretty, <laughs> was pretty, <laughs> pretty, fucking, was pretty fucking bad. Um, but it was not the focus of what I was. Uh, what I was going to go on about. It's, it's just more like a like I say another channel to subscribe to. I don't. I'm not really in often enough to justify subscribing to it because I'll be in for one game and not in for the other, and then it's always Rangers. The, the one I'm in so. for is. Rangers or Celtic away a Diddy team and I get a BT and Sky are packed with them how many times do I have to watch Rangers get a comfortable victory away at Hamilton I feel like I've watched that over and over again uh, so I, I yeah so the, the, Premier, the, and then cancelling it and then once you have got it so you think you'll get it for a couple of months sometimes I do this for the semi-finals and the final you get it and then you try to cancel it and it's you're on the phone for 25 minutes and like do you like the Copa America do you like Italian football do you like Islamic just leave me I'll sign up I'll sign up just keep the channel keep the channel my one that's not so hot is the weather um, I know that the other week I was going Literally. on a, I was going on a bit darkness um, now it's weather and it's not even good weather and it's not shutting anything down enough. Either shut it down or don't shut it down. Don't give us a middle ground. Make weather really, really bad or make weather fine. I don't, either, either, either's fine for me. But I'm really glad I did my uh, my own personal hot eight is that I did buy a new coat, um, which is really warm, so I'm feeling very smug about life. And uh, climate change is going to ensure that it's going to be a toasty summer, so... Smashing. Any more? Um, well, I've got a really bad one, so we'll just move on. I was just like, the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, shite. <laughs> Is it? I've not seen it. I mean, the, the first one had some good bits in it, but uh, it's just got a bit too you know ridiculous. Larry David's like in his seventies, if not his eighties, by now. So it's, I mean, it's it's a hard it's a hard sale at that point. Yeah, it's I just think, a, yeah. just it peaked a long time ago. It's just a bit of a shame that it's not as good as it was. So down to business. We've now had 106 games played in this year's Scottish Cup with a total of 373 goals. We've reached the best part of the competition when there's no Dundonian side, so let's get kicked off with one of the live <laughs> games. Uh, BSC Glasgow 1, Hibernian 4. Um, Hib's incredible turnaround gal- continues a pace under Jack Ross with a 4 1 win at Al- Aloha against a Lowland League, against Lowland League challengers, BSC Glasgow. You just set that one up for yeah, you, Greg. I'm, 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 I'm going to refrain to comment on uh, Jack Ross's form after the Twitter storm I received yesterday for, for choosing to disagree with. Uh, no, 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 I wasn't even a dig at Hibs. It was a, it was a, um, Liam McLeod's assessment that it was an incredible in the turnaround under Jack Ross when Hibs have won three of their last eleven league games, and it it was particularly because he said they were close, like closing in on th- or they they felt they had a chance of catching third and fourth placed uh, Motherwell and Aberdeen. They're miles further away now than they were around the games ago. They're not going to catch Motherwell or Aberdeen. They're probably going to finish. Sec- they're probably going to finish above Kelly, which seems to be the interest of. The Hibs fans that were coming in, but they're not going to finish third or fourth in the league. You can you can take my word for that. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed that game yesterday. I, I really liked the way BSC um, approached it. Um, they, some, they probably played better football than Hibs, and again, Hibs were always going to it win the game. In the second half, anyway, yeah, yeah. Hibs, Hibs were on. A, it's, it's always hard. I remember we played Spartans away. Um, yeah. And you know it's hard. I think we took us an hour to score. Um, they can be tough games. Yeah. They can be. Yeah, I mean, Hearts have definitely had their troubles against teams like that in the past as well. Um, and and so of course Hibs deserve to win. But the way BSC played and they created openings for themselves, like they had good chances. I think I think they will actually, which is a weird thing to say, they'll step away from that game with a few regrets. Which normally, you know, you go and play. You're a fifth tier team. You go and play against like one of the better teams in the country, and you. You expect to get beaten, you know, it's plucky and all that, but actually, they had a good chance at 0 0. Um, they pulled out the save from. And the guy, if he had just had a bit more awareness, he could have slid the guy in rather than shooting. They pulled out the save from Marciano at 1 0, which was an incredible save. save. Yeah. And then they had. Um, Thomas Collins' chance to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to make it to each. He'd scored the last two rounds against his five Phoenix Kilbride, and as they were trying to highlight, he's scored a lot of goals through this season. He's exactly the guy you want to get it to. It was. 
poor defender from Hibs, um, sort of stabbing legs at things. Where Paul McGinn had gone, I wasn't entirely Paul sure. Paul McGinn was awful. He, was, he seemed to just be wandering um, sort of broadly around the pitch without really there. And I thought that, that moment kind of highlighted it more than anything else. He was just totally out of position and asleep. I wasn't sure what his position was. It was a weird formation. It was like he was playing a tucked in right sided centre half. Hanlon was in the centre. Um, Stevenson was kind of a left back. And then, you know what I mean? They had five in front and then two up front. Um, it was it was it was a, it was a quite a weird setup, and I don't know. I suppose they got the, they got the victory. It's it's not like it's failed, although it, they it, they did look a little bit ropey at times. And Paul McGinn, yeah, he, he, it wasn't a wasn't the most convincing start. I'd say. I think he was okay in the game he came on before, wasn't he? Yeah, it wasn't the most convincing. This I, I wasn't buying into the the talk before about how it was a, a brave formation that. Um, BSC had gone four four two. I mean, I do think they were brave in the way they approached the match, but they sat in quite a defensive four four two for quite a lot. And and four four two, when it is used, is used more as a defensive formation than it is as an attacking formation these days. I would say. Um, Mark McNulty for Scotland as well. Do we think? Yeah, well, I mean, how, how can you how can you turn them down when he scored a hat trick against the, what what must be the forty fifth best team in Scotland? <laughs> um, I, I like McNulty. I think as a Mediocre Premiership striker. He's going to score goals. He shouldn't. He should never have been near the Scotland squad the first time. He's not good enough. He's sporting nose dived after it. Yeah, he's he's not good enough. Like so, it made no sense to me. Why why was he being talked up for it off the basis of that? There are a million more better informed strikers. But now, I mean, I watched immediately after that. I watched um, Ollie McBurney. Now he has been ranked for Scotland. Putting a tremendous performance against um, Bournemouth for Sheffield United. He's playing against Bournemouth, and Mark McNulty's playing against BSC Glasgow. And as much as it, you don't pick the team based on who you play for, I mean, look at it. Yeah. <laughs> I think to give him his due, though, I think regardless of the opposition, uh, two goals. Uh, the first two goals, sorry, were excellent touches, first touches and finishes. I think he gets more space because. He because of the level of opposition, but you still can't take away from the technique employed with yeah. those two goals. I'd just like to highlight as well. I like the the tagline of history is overrated as well, and, yeah, I, and absolutely, absolutely owning the fact that you're a five year old football team rather than trying to pretend that you're anything other than that. Yes, we're a five year old football team, and we're going to go toe to toe with you today. Yeah, so. and, they've, and they've been a real success story in terms of like they've consistently been up the top end of that league. I think they're probably a wee bit unlucky, and I think this is. I think it would be fair to say their best team they've had since um, since they joined or since they were formed. But they've been very unlucky in that they've, they've joined their inner league this season with, mm-hmm. with two excellent teams kind of duking it out. Yeah, and, 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 are, are, yeah. and they're, they're, they're within touching distance. They've still got an outside chance of and winning that games in hand, I think they were saying yeah, in I the commentary. There's something like if they win both the, uh, oh, two or three other games in hand, they'll be like, Six or seven points behind, they've still to play some of the. T- so they've they've got a half chance. They probably uh-huh. won't win it, but they they are a very good team, and we'll probably see them in the the Challenge Cup next season. And it'll be interesting to see if they can do a wee bit of damage there. Excellent. So from what could have been one of the shocks of the round to kind of what was the only shock of the round, um, as Inverness defeated Livingston one nothing. Um, it's not been a great week in the Highlands for Livingston. No, no. <laughs> the, the form they were in, kind of going into that, that you know, they, I think they'd won four or five games in a row, and then yeah, they, they, this didn't surprise me at all, though. To be honest, uh, <laughs> I looked at Livingston. I've seen how bad Livingston's Scottish Cup record is in the last ten years. They've won five games in the Scottish Cup. Three of them were against League One opposition, including Wraith in the last round, and two of them were against junior teams. They haven't been a team in the top two tiers since two thousand nine. Two away games all season. Yeah, long that was, they've won one of the last twelve away games. Yeah. Although they scored in nine of the last twelve games, that's quite interesting. That even though they're losing, they're still scoring. And that's uh, making any sense. Like, when you play that against Livingston's home form, yeah, that makes absolutely no yeah, sense. Exactly, no yeah, no yeah. sense. Whatsoever. I mean, they didn't score in the last two trips to the Highlands there. Although this one. Holt was quite angry after the game, I'd say rightly so, but at the same time, and when you've kind of looked at it uh, a bit more soberly a few days later, and you can say this about just about every, any match this weekend, the conditions have made it a really difficult contest for, for both sides, and Holt said he said at half-time to his players, uh, just don't make 
any big mistakes and it was a wind assisted howler from uh, absolutely calamitous stuff from uh, gotta feel sorry for him because he's even saying I think he's being told that he was listening for the shouts and he's he's kind of like I couldn't hear anything and I mean in that gale and all that I mean you're not hearing that the the thing was it was actually a good decision from the ref to give that free kick because a lot of the time he wouldn't you know because um, he feels a bit sorry no 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 I'm trying to think who the Inverness player was and he took the ball past Lost and he did get clipped, and then he still kind of he didn't go Lost. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't go down, and he heard after the ball. Right. But he ended up he would have been in a shit position. He was like also going away from going in the next game. The corner, yeah. The, um, is it theoretically advantage because you still get the ball and play on? Yeah. You're in a dangerous position, but a free kick there's a much better. better. And I think it was, it was McCrory that was in goals for Levy. No, Schofield no, no, uh, was poor goalkeeping. Um, I know. I think he sees it quite late. Yeah, I think I think the conditions conspire they, perfectly for Welsh. The run across yeah. him and all yeah, that. Kind but of stuff. My, a good goalkeeper doesn't doesn't Probably, wear that. Probably, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I mean, Welsh has been whenever Welsh is fit for Inverness, which is every so often essentially, he's such a vital player for them. Um, and it was. Nice to see him in the team and scoring a goal, which takes him through the next round of the Scottish Cup. Whether he's still fit by the time they go nah, to take on him, he running last season, including the semi, didn't he? He's such such an important player for them. And you contrast, sorry, if, I don't know if you're going to move on there, but um, just to contrast Livy's Scottish Cup record, recent record with Inverness, even yeah. though Inverness have been in the second tier, they've been a very good cup team. Uh, I am personally absolutely delighted that Livingston are out of the cup, um, as while Inverness are not an easy draw um, on their day. They can put together good teams and good results, and I say they're a very good cup team. I don't think I will be alone in being delighted that Livingston are out of the cup. Livingston at home are a match for just about anybody as we've yeah. seen all season long. So from that perspective, I couldn't be happy given that I, given that Motherwell are still in the cup, Hearts are still in the cup, Kelly are still in the cup. Um, I think it's good good for all of us and all the other teams remaining yeah. in the cup. They don't have to go to Livingston because again, a couple of good home draws and then they're at Hamden, uh, which I was. Quite excited at the prospect of seeing Livingston play at Hamden just to see how that plays out and how that happens. Oh, they were probably playing there in the league about three years ago. So. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> I was there. Um, and the Menga bus is back as well, um, which is very exciting for Livingston. And uh, yeah, I think it was one shot on target each in that game. So I Livingston yeah. wasn't until the 18th <laughs> minute or something along those some, lines. Some of the, like, I think it was the worst wind affected game, quite possibly. Like, yeah, some so. of those chances in the first half where Livingston were hitting. <laughs> and, and they were like, like they, they, I feel like it would have been almost impossible to score. You'd have to kick the ball so hard to like <laughs> avoid the wind just blowing it back at you. It was uh... quite something. Um, from one that was a shock to one that was very briefly maybe a shock, it will head to Somerset Park where the United were defeated 2 1 by St Johnston, which saw quite a day for Aaron Muirhead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a player who this sort of stuff just yeah. falls around if you think back to the Challenge Cup final where he managed to miss miss a, miss a oh, penalty yeah, and yeah. get sent off in the space of 30 oh, seconds yeah. he's just that type he of livened up a, what you mean what you mean is he livened up a very dull cup final yeah. <laughs> one, of, one of the worst cup finals that's ever been played and he managed to brighten it spectacularly yes um, he actually he managed to lighten it up in a terrible storm in this game as well um, yeah he, he's fucking insane my favourite <laughs> My favourite part of it is when um, Anthony Ralston goes to square up to him after he's been sent off, or while he's in the process of being sent off, and Muirhead just kind of looks, turns and looks over his shoulder at him, and Ralston shits himself and backs up. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's not Neymar now, is it, pal? Um, but the... Fight Neymar or fight a man with nothing to lose. <laughs> my my favourite is the referee, like, really, really struggling to remember where he's put his red card. If you watch that video, and he's like in the top he's pocket, and, he's in, 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 in. Yeah. and then he's like trying to hold him away, and then he's like, well, it's in my back pocket. It took him so long to get the red card out, because it's a type of challenge it's an obvious straight there. You just want to get the red out as soon as possible. Cam the flashpoint, and he's like, "Fuck, I can't get it." <laughs> um, One hundred and ten years. Um, United. I was going to ask you. I've been founded now. Um, so they were they were the merger of uh, Air FC and Air Parkhouse merged to give themselves a better chance. These, these were two second division clubs, second tier clubs. Much like Inverness did twenty five yeah. years ago. Well, yeah. The contrast ends there though, because they were merged as a chance for these two second tier clubs to have a better opportunity to win things to be successful in the top league. Mm-hmm. How's that working out for you, lads? Um that would be one hundred and ten years of existence and no trophies still. Um and no sign of one any time to come. Um <laughs> But yeah, they, they had a had a good wee crowd there. That um, the supporters stick through them through thin and thin. Um, and 
Yeah, it seemed like a good atmosphere. I think they enjoy. Yeah, they enjoy this. And the St Johnston fans really enjoyed um, enjoyed their day out as well. And, and no wonder it's a, it's a fantastic stadium to go to. It's. Um, I know this isn't really a, a sort of hot take as it's been said a hundred times, but they should really just lift up Somerset Park and just stick it in a museum as a whole. Just yeah. put it in a big bubble and just fucking leave it at that. Don't bother. Occasionally give it a lick of paint. Just fucking leave it be. The Muirhead thing, the maddest thing about it is that he was already on a booking. Yeah. It wasn't like he, that was, a, I mean, it was a straight red that he received. But as soon as the ball was lift, loftily towards him and he takes a touch, as soon as he takes the first touch, like, he's getting put off here. Yeah. Without hesitation, he's immediately getting himself put off because he's made, as soon as the ball pops off his chest, he's made the decision. And the thing is, he's so fortunate in a number of ways in that, number one, the St. Johnston player makes no attempt to defend himself. If he sticks a stud up there, it's going to... I mean, he's led mainly with his knees. Mm. If St. Johnston player quite justifiably... I think it was Craig. I think it was Liam Craig. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. If St. Johnston player justifiably leaves, a, leaves his studs up in, in order to protect himself, that's going to smash his knee to bits. It's like, what are you doing? Absolutely mad. Yeah, and he's also... <clears throat> um, he's also ruined his team's chances of yeah. getting something out of... a. uh a tie. I mean, it's a winnable they, tie. They, yeah, it was a winnable tie, and I know it was a it was level at the time, so they could could have gone either way, obviously. But they, they just gave themselves an uphill battle, and Kerr didn't mention him by name after the game, but he basically he said that the red card had killed the game, and that he was furious. Um, it, it does get it does let them focus on their um, the playoff push because I think I think I'm barring a disaster, they will be in the playoffs again, and, and they've got a chance. I think they're, they're not any worse than. The other teams they, they, seem, they seem to have gone through a bit of a dip in form and now after the, after, the January, and after the January break they seem to have picked up again which they didn't really do as much I don't think um, last year um, one question I had about this as well is that in the end the St Johnston fans well, I don't know if anyone else noticed it but there's a big long right long banner that said it's the pet shop boys making all the noise um, with the St Johnston fans if you want to go back and look at the highlights if anyone, I'm just trying to think of it. I'm not, I don't doubt you I'm just trying to think what it could refer to but absolutely no idea if someone wants to get in touch and explain what that possibly means because it's totally over my head and I, it made me feel very old looking at it or also very young looking at it because mm, I just do not um, the, uh, Callum Hendry again I was going to mention yeah, yeah, I mean, his dad, dad was in the crowd apparently and in, in with the fans um, no comment on Colin Hendry um, the uh, I was, I was, he's, scoring, he's starting to score a lot of good goals he went on loan to Brecon last year and he, he scored a decent number there and um, considering they were shite um, <laughs> and and uh, He's, he's now starting to get goals for St. Johnson. I think that's been a big deal. And you've actually seen, it's not always been playing with him, but but May, May has looked a bit more dangerous. Talking of things, that, that shot from Stevie May is one of the weirdest things I've seen. Yes. That was the wind. And it, it, it hit the post, but what happened? I don't it, know. Like, I, I looked I, I, up I, I, in the I air just, in like a I weird swollen way. I looked at it and went enti- it just went wind. Yeah. I, that, was, that was the end of my thought process on it, but I can feel it. Like, I can't understand why wind just wind, but but I think that that mm-hmm. he always had the foil of Stephen McLean um, first time around, and now he's got Hendry there, who is a kind of focal point for the attack, and yeah. gives me the freedom. He doesn't shouldn't be the focal point; he should be kind of playing off someone. Yeah, it's it's been uh, Kane uh, in the last couple of games, obviously, and then and Hendry off the bench, and uh, yeah, he, he looked very good in this game. He took his goal well. There's no he's claiming the first one. There's no way he gets <laughs> not anything on that uh, first one. Uh, cracking ball in from Dre Wright, who was showing flashes of the player that he's been before in the past for St Johnston. Excellent. So from what was quite good fun to Falkirk nil, Hearts 1. Uh, what I saw of the game was quite good. Yeah, uh, this is the first game I've ever watched but not seen. Yeah. <laughs> watched all 90 minutes, not entirely sure what I saw. Um, Falkirk are a bit unlucky, maybe. Yeah, do we think Falkirk oh, are a bit unlucky? Yeah, yeah. They, or they, Hearts are a bit lucky? Uh, I, well, both, I, both, definitely. They, they made the cardinal sense of um, aiming for the corners. <laughs> Rather um, than that, they keep Pereira, which is why they hit the woodwork three times. Just hit it at Pereira and they was a 1-3-1. Um, but no, they, they, I mean, they're, they're dreadful. I think people are being incredibly harsh on Declan McManus for the first chance because he has to turn the yeah. three men on the line. That's the only place. And it makes also... It, that, it's, Put it, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's two yards um, out as well. It's a, to turn and still get the get it, the angle, hit it in the angle that you need to hit it. And to get it they also, I, I don't agree that it should be a penalty, but actually, after the ball comes off the post, it hits Dickamona on the hand, and his hand is way above his head. I don't think it should be a penalty, but under the rules, probably focus on yeah. a penalty. But Hearts could have had. I don't think it was either in the first half, but 
nonetheless and then the, the second strike from McManus is excellent it's so well um, I, I thought he was very good and then um, the third one that I thought that was in all the way and yeah. that was incredible it was, it was it really one. sad it looked like it was going to be all for all the world like uh, like Arfield in the, in the Aki's game will come on to just stepping onto it and just thumping it but for, for me considering the conditions I thought both teams like really made a game of it and I, th- I was I was pretty impressed with Falkirk in the sense of the way they approached the game after they took as much as Connor Salmon I think had a poor game from a football point of view as soon as they took him off they lost everything yeah. they had because he was just bothering yeah. the defence uh, the, the fact that David McMillan came on as well with uh, I think you said it on, on Twitter Craig but I, I, you sort of tweeted my thoughts of it was as bad a substitute performance as you'll ever likely see from any any football yeah. at any level um, running the ball out of play with a minute to go was a particular awful. highlight um, for Hearts like, I thought Boyce was very good Um um, but there were a number of players who played quite poorly as well. Um, I thought I thought it probably would have been a very good cup tie had it not been for the conditions. Yeah. I think that even if it had finished with the same scoreline, I think it would have been an entertaining cup tie because as the game went on, that second half it, it was still packed with incidents and and chances. It was still it was still fairly entertaining. It was just obviously kind of brought down. By some poor football, but also brought down by uh, the conditions, because Hearts' attempts to play out from the back sometimes were atrocious. Uh, there's, well, there's more of that coming up with other games, <laughs> other games as well. But yeah, like I say, a, a thoroughly sort of entertaining game, which possibly could have. See, this isn't true. This is true of just about every game of the weekend that it would have been better had it not been a seventy mile an hour gust of wind yeah. flying about the place as well, but. It was quite entertaining seeing a full Falkirk Stadium as well. It was. It felt like a proper cup tie, yeah. um, just not the not the easiest. Way and another goal from the best right back in Scotland right now. Yeah, another penalty. Well, tell me who's better. It's all the right back. It's all between his volleys. It's all the right backs that are scoring penalties in the Premiership this year. But um, anyway, he had a good game. He, he seems to have kind of been been coming on to it a wee bit. Um, so that, that, that's good. I think a player who he's one of these guys that you always see and you like look at him and you go right. You know how to play football. He's got technique. But where, where, where do you go? And, yeah. and I don't think anybody would have thought it's right back. That's the position <laughs> when, when he was wearing number nine and like fanning about as a forward last season. But well, he said early, he said in the last couple of weeks, I'm not a winger. He played on the wing in Levine's team for about the first three months that we yeah. had. It may even been longer. Yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, but, no, it would have been longer. It would have been longer. But he was, he was, he was constantly played as one of the maybe not as an out and out winger, but certainly as on the side of the midfield or on the side of a, a front three or yeah. something like that. And he, he said, like I said, he said in the last few weeks he's not a winger. When I mean, you look around that Hearts team, and there is a weird mix of players who are, who are very good, like Boyce, Naismith. Okay, Naismith didn't have a brilliant game, but he, he is what he is. Um, Michael Smith. And Michael Smith, yeah, who, who was very good. And then you have right? guys like like. Claire, um, Irving, who are maybe okay players who are playing above themselves, and then you have some absolute fucking dross. Yeah, no, you're ben right. Ben I, I, I actually think Irving, I think it would be a bit harsh on Irving. Well, I just there. mean I, that he, he, for a long time he didn't play well. It doesn't well. mean he's going to be like this for the no. rest of his career, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, con- or he's always going to be on an upward trajectory, but he, he looks, he's been a decent player so this what, what I mean by that is, yeah, the guys like Boyce and Naismith have always been good players. They've got pedigree. Irving yeah. and Claire and Levine's teams look rotten yeah. when they played and are now so they need to sustain yeah. whereas you're now you've still got guys Dicamon and Garucci are both hopeless on the other night and yeah the Zanuck is another one just, you can yeah, that it, but they, you just don't you don't know what you're going to get for Hearts for the rest of the season yeah. which of these groups of players is going to dominate and if mm-hmm. if Boyce can turn up and just score the goals then fine but even if he does are the other end just going to constantly ship goals and so it makes it a very very hard to predict what happens yeah. and, and they look much more likely to stay up than they did um, you know Before in they December were, or whenever it was but the league they are still bottom of the league and, and yeah playing Celtic next <laughs> speaking of Celtic uh, Celtic travelled to Ice Fortress Broadwood um, and defeated Clyde 3-0 um, where my main feeling on this is that uh, Olivier and Cham kind of reminded everyone why he's continually linked with big money moves. And I realise it's Premiership champions Celtic taking on League One also runs Clyde, but the, he's so good. He's but such he's a been doing it for player. a few games. Yeah, right? yeah, it's not like he's just come in yeah. as a fringe player to this game. He's he's come in as a fringe player actually, or as a squad player. Um, for the last three or four weeks or whatever it's been and been excellent um, I'm trying to remember what was the game he scored in just within the last week as well and put in 
a, probably a man in an actual performance. If I don't know, maybe maybe second to Edward, but uh, yeah, he's been excellent recently. And the change, I know they went back to a back four for this one, but um, he's done. He's been one of the key parts of the change in system recently when they went to the back three, and obviously it's helped that. Christie went out with the yeah. team injured and freed up a space for him, but he was getting picked ahead of Rogic, for instance. And uh, yeah, he's looked great. Obviously, played instead of McGregor. McGregor finally got dropped for the game. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was the first domestic game in like about a year that he hasn't played. So yeah. for the amount of games Celtic play, you don't need Callum McGregor to beat Clyde, and that's what we saw. And finally, yeah. yeah. Well, the flip side, we saw that Scott Brown and that side continues to look. I don't know what he's on. What the fifth or sixth generation of Scott, Scott Brown at this point between being finished and being uh, being superb. Yeah, five goals this season and and something like uh, I can't remember more than in the past three seasons combined. He's actually scored those five goals in his last twenty, and I was too lazy to then go count how many that's more than in terms of games. But it's it's a lot. It seems a lot. There's yeah, a stat for you. <laughs> a really specific yeah. and well thought out stat there. Yes. Um, yeah. Man. I think for, for Celtic you're seeing that they probably do have better depth now than they've had for a while um, I mean Klamala you, you didn't really get know what you got from him there but yeah, made a good run for yeah. that chance but equally he missed a one-on-one against the Clyde keeper and you saw just praised in Chan there but he should probably do better for Chan's goal as well shouldn't he but you're also you're also looking at it was interesting that the, the new signings um, Sorrow didn't get on the park and um there isn't a new signing, but they've been calling for Shved for a long time, and he played about six minutes or something. Yeah, um, decent, decent dive. But it's just it's, it's strange with their squad depth. But when you look at who was not playing there, and they and they were very good. But I mean, they are playing a League One team, so it's kind of all. Yeah. And then with with Shved and Sorrow as well, they are the way the Celtic <coughs> the way the Celtic operate. They are project players, same as Klamala is. And when your first team are firing as readily and as on as many cylinders as they've got, then it's fine. I mean, it, I mean, it, can, it can take a while. It can take a while for them to get there, but that's not really a big problem. I mean, every game matters. It is, you know, it's not like they can Aye. give them, you know, a run of ten games to get used to it. So. It's a case of you. They, they need to develop in the training. They need to understand what's what's expected of them. Again, maybe Celtic fans wanted to see a bit of sorrow just to see them running about. Like, yeah, right. fans always want that though, don't they? Fans always want the. They just want to see somebody running about. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, uh, yeah, they just want to. They want to see the new signer. They're excited by the name and where he came from and where he could go. You know what I mean? They, they, when 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 Yama came in, nobody knew who this yeah, this yeah. Kenyan international was. That kind of thing. You know what I mean? And, and or Van Dyke and some of them go on to be. Uh, howlers, yes, but some turn out to be stars. So you can understand even early in the career and a cup game against a League One team, you want to probably would have been someone um, to start to see what he can do. But yeah. but again, but he could have been the next two way. Um, that's it. Keep it, yeah. keep that's it, it like, I, I, I played here yeah. <laughs> 14 years ago. <laughs> been here, done this. We made uh, Celtic players Clyde legends. Yeah. <laughs> two Celtic players became Clyde legends. Yeah, and Clyde well, yeah. exactly what they are. I mean, they're performing in the league as well. They've probably been since they were labelled title challengers. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, um, we'll move to the Foys stadium, or Foys, uh, where Aki's were defeated 4 1 by Rangers. Which, they, they do call it the Foys stadium, which I know, is I'm, not that, good. The, the Foys. Um, this kind of felt just like Aki's in a nutshell. Um, I feel like I've seen it watch this game about 20 times like in the past couple of years. Of, Aki's goal go down, get himself back, compete, look okay, yeah. and then but ultimately fall short against the better team. It's always on the telly. Mm-hmm. This game's on the telly twice domestic, uh, twice for the league game a season, always without fail. And now we get. I wonder bit. if it'll be on a bit less with the, the reduced deal next season or not. Yeah, um, but the or maybe they won't be on at all next season. Um, we'll, we'll wait and see because uh, they might not be in the league. <laughs> but. Um, the, there was real shades of Joe Warrow at Rugby Park about um, was it Goldson slipped um, and Miller robbed him of the ball and went oh, through Barisic, Barisic Barisic, yeah. and Miller um, robbed him of the ball and went through but um, Glenn Kamara was a tremendous piece because that probably saves the I didn't know Glenn Kamara had that much pace like it wasn't like Michael Miller isn't the fastest in the world just but Glenn like Kamara just it. disappeared past yeah. him it was unbelievable yeah. um, speaking of uh, Goldson though I loved to I mean that how that wasn't given as a handball was crazy um, for the officials view do they think he's just trapped it between the turf and his forehead or something like that? I think it's a weird, a weird body shape. He dives to the head of the ball, and then if 
it's it's so low down to the ground. I think that's probably what it's, you, you know. You just assume it's hit off sort of chest or chin or face. Um, or if you ever like, if you ever sat in the front row at the football, or you've ever stood yeah, that game, you have, game, a, yeah. you have a fucking awful view. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, like you could put the linesman in the stand and you probably get a better job. But um, you could do that. You could do that. Yeah, Aki's yeah. really a better vantage point in the game. Um, Might struggle to move back and forth at first part, but it work at Aki's. So why do some of these? Uh, why do some of these? Um, New age coaches sit crouched at the corner of their it's technical a, area. These are weirdos. Um, thinking of a, a certain Mr. Cathro who used to lie down at the side of the park, like literally his chin on the ground to get a. He used to he put his um, ear to the ground yeah. and just he would get a feel for the game through the vibrations. What a weirdo. Excellent. Um, for Rangers, it was. Um, yeah, they, they were shaky. Um, Goldstein, I thought, had a particularly poor game. Um, and. So that that would be a worry for them, but at the same time, when you win a game, you kind of can glaze over it all. Um, it's a part of the team they're starting to struggle with now. Um, a lot was made when Morelos and Tavernier were out the team, how those two players were missed, which is true. But Hellander was missing at that same time, and they've they've, they've kind of missed him. He's very good at kind of bringing the ball out from the back. And I know the uh, guy that used to do the radars, the football shoot he goes by. He's kind of been highlighting. How Katic just isn't as good at bringing the ball out from defence and and finding a pass. And Edmondson looked like in the, for a couple of games there, like he was uh, yeah, yeah. more proficient on the ball. And I was getting ready to come on and say, oh, maybe he's out. <laughs> but then he he, he completely uh, fails at that one on one battle with um, with Smith. And there's shades of Jack Hendry about Edmondson. I'm not saying that like because Hendry had a lot of potential, but there was always like maybe a, a little bit of a look, a look at him, and you, you just think his body shapes are all a bit odd. Mm-hmm. He's also not the biggest. He's not the most physically imposing centre half. Like he doesn't have Katic's height, for instance, or Goldson's strength. Um, so you're looking at three centre halves who none of which are quite what you want them to be to go alongside Goldson. I suppose I mean Goldson maybe we no, yeah, to go you, alongside Goldson. Yeah, no, I think Hall- Hellander's. I think he's yeah. he's. I think he's a very very. I, I don't know what his actual level is, but for the Scottish Premiership, I think he's a very good centre half. Yeah, fair enough. Um, he's doing a really good platoon impression with players just going down left, right, and centre as well, which seemed like good fun. <laughs> a heart's impression. <laughs> <laughs> the the thing that really struck me as well is that Lewis Smith has essentially scored the same goal three times. Two of his left foot, one of his right. So I think he's at four goals for Aki's this season. And three of them must be within about a two-metre radius of the pitch when he's yeah, finished it. Yeah. Um, he did it against Ross County. He did it against... Um, there was one that was more like a Greg Stewart-esque finish where he kind of curled it. And the opposite corner as well. Right. But one, he, he went left with one in the middle with the other and then in the other corner as well. Um, but it's the same goal three times. It's really odd to look at all three of them side by side. It's a really odd one. And uh, Scott Arfield with possibly the most satisfying goal yeah, in the weekend. A, yeah, yeah, those are uh, nice. Yeah, Just like a, a perfect hit. I think the plastic pitches are actually better for those because the ball sets up very nicely a lot so, of the time. Like it's spinning yeah. when it comes to them as well. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's one of those ones that even, even playing um, amateur level and fives and stuff. It's one of those ones that as soon as you connect uh, with it, it, it's beautiful. <laughs> it just, it's just, it's such a gorgeous feeling. And uh, Jamie Hamilton continued his, uh, his 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 great fun season. He's clearly got some potential, this guy, but he's he's having a rough time at the yeah. moment. That's say uh, two red cards this season, and uh, and this penalty as well. I'm trying to think, was there another penalty he's given away this season? Because Aki's have conceded a fair few penalties this season. The the, the thing that struck me was that it could have been a foul on Mar- and I don't know what the ref gave. I think he did give the foul on Morelos, but it was also a handball because he, he he grabs the ball when he goes down. It's like. Like def- if you're defending, you clearly weren't fouled, so so don't be grabbing <laughs> the ball just in case. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a penalty, and he, he, yeah, I think when with Aki's they will keep giving them chances. They've always done that with all their own players. I think it's Scott McMahon. He went through a lot of um, yeah tough games, and, and McMahon's probably established himself as a fairly decent left back at this level. Yeah, he's, um, already, he's, yeah. fine, he's not brilliant, and no. if they go down, nobody's going to be yeah, course, chasing yeah. after themselves to bring him in. But he's I think very fans, capable the fans at that are level. Fairly happy with them, um, yeah. And and he'll at the very least be that. But I know there was there was talk of a lot of English teams being interested in a few European games at age seventeen are not going to scare no, them away. Um, and in winter coming in for his first start, he's one that they've talked about for a long time. I do think they they do something right in terms of the youth academy because you you always get and maybe it's just easier to get into the Hamilton team in the first place. That's but definitely part of it. They be, give they they um they they promise them minutes. I yeah. think it's both a draw and obviously. 
beneficial for when you are a young player at the club. But, but you look at the age of the teams and sometimes they have six, four, five, six players can mm-hmm. under 21 in the team and okay, he had his big moment winter and he, and he fluffed it but he'll, he'll get more chances and he'll, he'll play that. So I think they'll probably come away reasonably happy again like from probably both games with um, okay they had sorry they had some other in between I was thinking both the Rangers and Celtic games they acquitted themselves alright and but you've gone through that what is a two two tough tough games where ultimately what you're hoping is to try and get something or at the very least not get a shoe and they've been competitive in both games and shown that they've got something in yeah. both games yeah. and when you've when you've made your three subs by half time and you Aye. can't bring folk on this was highlighted by Boozler or whoever it was at the end of the game you can't bring can't on fresh legs just to even show up and, and even if you're going to lose and get a slightly more respectable result you know what I mean so even the the, the 4-1 in the end is maybe slightly harsh on Aki's yep um, we'll go from there to uh, I suppose say Love Street but sure Love Street um, <laughs> as St Mirren and Motherwell played out a one each draw um, which was weird because it kind of feels like Motherwell got away with it despite possibly having the best chances in the game um, the weather was an absolute disaster in the game uh, I, again same as everywhere else it looked like another decent game though it was really and I bizarrely um, Robinson said afterwards I think we from what he said, it sounded like we chose to play into the wind in the second half, which to me seems weird. And his explanation being that the wind might have died down, might have like, or changed. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> or gone the other direction? Have you ever heard their forecast? Either? I've got an app in my phone that was going to tell me the weather was going to get worse. Look, in, look yeah. at his finger. We went, we went out the air before the game. We went out on Saturday, and it was like we must be back home by five o'clock because that's when <laughs> it's going to get gradually worse over the day. Is he not? I've absolutely no. It seems like a really odd decision to make. Um, Motherwell, well, again, wind assisted much better in in the first half than St. Mirren, even though St. Mirren hit the post and probably should have scored through Dermis. Uh, lovely, lovely strike, actually, very good technique. Yep. Uh, how Chris Long missed it in the first point in the first place is kind of beyond me, but Mark O'Hara kind of appearing from nowhere and, and with a really nice finish through a, a, a sea of bodies. Not the best over. return for Lee Hodgson. He was a bit no. unlucky because he's he's caught out of position, yes, but he oh, he, he thinks he's done well to recover yeah. for like a split second, yeah, and then he's put oh, the guy through. Oh, it, was still, it was still an improvement on his performance the other night, so um, very very gave away that penalty. Yeah. I mean that was one of my moments of the season because it was the most perfect toe up the arse you'll ever see in your entire life. <laughs> Mikel Miller jumps into the box and Lee Hodgson somehow, somehow a fly, like a man flying through the air and Lee Hodgson manages to collect, connect beautifully straight in the hoop. You're forgetting about Alan McGregor on, who was it? There was like two weeks of debate about it. Alan McGregor in an old firm. He 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 was on, he was kind of on the oh with irony back heel yeah no no Lee Hodgson just not seeing him not even looking and still managing yeah. to catch him squaring it straight up the hook was absolutely sensational stuff um, <laughs> it's, it's really what it's really worthwhile digging out those highlights if you've not seen it because it's very very good how did Aaron's play because he was Aaron's in both the Celtic game and the St Mirren game has looked good for about forty minutes um, he is not anywhere close to puggled aye um, he should, I would have I would have hooked him before we did. Um, he looked okay. He looks if it looks if, if the frustrating thing is that we'll spend the next three months getting him fit. By the end of the season, he'll look good, and then he'll be away again. Unless we can sign him up for, not, for next season, they'll not be able to use our media pack for him and by drama we logo or anything. Um, but no, I, I liked. It. I think for St Mirren, like I really like Luke McCarthy. Um, if that's his name. Yeah, the, yeah. the new guy they have—they signed so many players. He—he he looks like he could be a really good find. Um, yeah. You always, you always have a gamble when you go into the Irish league. Could you get some really good? I'll oh, study the league of Ireland. Could you get some very good players out of that league, and you also get um, yeah. really bad ones? Apparently, he had quite a few options, but um, he was convinced by Goodwin. He liked yeah. he, come, he, and, he, come and play football and yeah. settle yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just a nationality connection things like that I, I, I know that that's not going to be a deciding factor but these little things can kind of play I, I, into I it the, the, the geographical location up in Easley as well if you want to go home you can be home in 20 minutes yeah, the, the airport's then, right there literally <laughs> he's, he's come in and got man of the match I don't know if it was his debut actually but um, he's coming against Aberdeen and I think he got man of the match he was certainly like singled out for praise scored against Hibs St Mirren looked a lot better on on Saturday than they have in the, uh, our previous visits or previous previous games against them um, 
looked an awful lot better than they have done. Looked an awful lot more solid and more of a goal threat. I mean, they've looked solid all year, but they looked more of a goal threat. Yukubiak seems like a good signing. Like, um, he's got a bit of a chaos factor to him, to, to use a terrace podcast yeah. trope. He, he doesn't look like the most refined player. You could see even with his goal, and uh, it takes a deflection, I know, but uh, and he was kind of snatching at some of his chances and things like that. But he looks like, and going by his previous spell at Falkirk, I know it's up a level yeah. this time, but he knows where the goal is and he's got something about him. So he, he could be what St Mirren have been missing. That and I think Dormus is coming on a game as well. He was he was good again on Saturday. Every time I see him, he looks as if he's improving and sort of settling a little bit better in Paisley and looking more like a, a player of this level. But yeah, I, I thought I thought St Mirren were really good. Um and yeah. certainly the second half played the conditions an awful lot. I mean it was it was a horrible day with the wind whipping around. But St Mirren settled an awful lot better on it. Um, Peter Hartley making the same mistake twice in 25 seconds by playing a bad pass, somehow getting it back, and then fucking doing it again um, was one of the most uh, remarkable things I've seen all season long. By play, by make, I, I, I genuinely don't understand how you make the same mistake yeah. twice, but we couldn't. It's getting, it's now getting to the point. It's similar to better at Hearts to a lesser degree, where teams are quite happy to let Hartley have the ball because he can't play from the back with it. Um, and then he's having to take risks by squaring across the Gallagher, and who's immediately under pressure. Carroll's under pressure, however he's playing it. So we've kind of the second half of the season was always even more challenging for Motherwell because Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen, everybody were not going to be as crap as they were in the first half of the season. Um, except Aberdeen might actually be as crap as they were in the first even half. Even when they win, they're crap. Anyway, Aberdeen are weird, but. Uh, uh, there's that people were, were hoping for Charlie Dunn to come back to take his place and they suggested and he's just as bad on the ball like, if not well, probably worse if not worse but yeah. just quicker Char- um, yeah Charlie Dunn's just like making the same mistakes take a touch look up yeah. leather it play, play the Charlie Dunn ball <laughs> down the inside channel um, and we saw the debut of Tony Watt as well which I mean he won a header which is more than any of our centre forwards have done in a while so anyway and moving on our final game of the weekend um, Aberdeen now. Kilmarnock now Stormkeeper 5 uh, Stormkeeper 5 uh, will Aberdeen ever score again? That's exactly we called their club record of 5 five games without scoring which uh, Jim Douglas on Twitter um, messaged me an, an article so thanks to him um, where he pointed out it was in the, the paper and they didn't really look like scoring in this game neither <laughs> well, yeah, I think it was a measure of the game that the highlights on sports scene included really detailed analysis of every single yellow card because much, nothing else happened. Yeah, much like the Inverness game, though, this was up there with the worst place to play football at the weekend. Aberdeen. Uh, yeah, say Inverness and Aberdeen were the two worst. Oh, it's meant Aberdeen in general. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think that that's true, but also I've seen Kelly draw three, no, no, Aberdeen three times. Of course, of course I think I think both things are a factor. I, um, and we're all rewarded with another game yes. between these two. Um, yeah, at least no, none of you have to watch it. So uh, <laughs> You don't have no, to watch it. No, I don't have to watch it. I will be choosing to get but, yeah, the yeah, Aberdeen and, not scoring and... This is the perfect time, the perfect game. Like they've got, got barring Hearts, they've got like the worst goalkeeper in the league to kind of shoot at for this game. The number of free kicks that Aberdeen had, that they seem to just hit it on target. Just don't, don't oh, do the don't, one that McGinn hit. The one that he do like, nothing. Else. Just, just, just to, get it on target. To, to be fair, Brunescu does make saves. He just, he's just. Not that convincing. Um, the the one to watch is he's going to be playing against Rangers again in midweek. Is Brescu suspended? Koprovic because he's yeah, he's, he he, really he's very like Pereira. Him. Like not everything goes through him. But um, for for Kelly, it was like well, I we were there for the taking because we were forced. Burke and Finley were out um, with injuries. Is and, that why the back three came? About? Yeah, and well because Harry Bunn was also out, so we basically didn't have any wide options. So we were kind of forced. To, it was Harvey Sinclair. He's been on the base rubbish. I think he's been on the bench a bit again recently, but I think it's about numbers. But he he played against Hibs in the League Cup game. I think I think it was the League Cup game. He, came, he played in one of the yeah. games against Hibs, and he got hooked very quickly because he he's so lightweight. He just it was a really bad fit for every other player that we've got. I think, um, <laughs> but he was on the bench. He's been on the bench a wee bit, but we've not seen him at all since about September. Um, but. Yes, we were. We could have played Kilty, but I think he has more of a ten as well. So we we decided to go with the three at the back, and um, I think Johnson. Um, I've never been sure of him. He looks a wee bit uncertain, but 
he got man of the match from from a number of our fans, um, and so that's maybe promising going forward. Broadfoot was a wee bit shaky, but it's a good back three, I think. And then and then the O'Donnell and Hamelin are well suited to playing as wing backs. Will we see that formation a bit more? Maybe because, but it does mean Burt can't play, and I think. You have that's, to have yeah, a place for Burke in yeah. the team. He's playing the centre midfield the odd time, I think. Mm, but, and, uh, you could play him, but I think for Kelly, it was get get away without losing, and, and we did that. I would definitely take a 0 0. We've been um, giving Brunescu some criticism, but he actually pulled out a good save in this game from um, stopped a tap in. Kennedy had a yeah. short tap in from, uh, I was going to call him McGregor. Uh, what's his name? Lewis Ferguson's yeah. cross. did really well. And then there was another one later where he. Caught a tricky yeah, with um, wind, yeah. free kick that McGinn had hit. That was brilliant, and uh, that was like that. I mean, that 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 must have been quite a nervy moment for him, like, given his previous form, that the the conditions and everything conspiring against him. But no, he, he did well. Just to go full tabloid on this as well, um, given how in every press conference in the past sort of two months, Derek McInnes has been at pains to highlight that he wants to be at Aberdeen for a long time and win cups and win trophies. If he loses the replay, does he get emptied? I don't know. I don't think it's going to be that soon. I don't think. I, I think. I think it's more likely to say they limped to between now and the end of the season. They just limped to the end of the season. I mean, you've got to remember he's got a, got a lot of. Oh God, sorry. You've got to remember he's got a lot of credit at the bank, and they're going to be respectful about it. I think they're not going to. I know there's some rumours about the relationship he has with the new chairman, but. I still think that they would show him a lot of respect for what he's done. He's taken a team that were perennial bottom half, bottom six. Um, they were stabilised a bit under Craig Brown, but it was not entertaining. It was very poor. It was basically 10 defenders and Niall McGinn. Yep. And McInnes turned him into a much more interesting team, a much more entertaining team. I know it's not been like that uh, recently. And he's taken them to... Uh, top three side cemented maybe fourth the odd time but he cemented um, them as a top four team and more often than not gets a good cup run out of them he should have won more trophies so yeah I, I don't think they're just going to get rid of him off the back of a, a poor run of results I think it would more be like an end of season I, I think if they have a couple of de- I don't win the next two games um, midweek and then um, at the weekend and then they came to Rugby Park and they, they played very poorly and maybe got beat you know if maybe 2-0, 3-0 or something like that, there would be a lot of pressure. But beyond that, you know, if they if they win one of the league games, even if they, you know, get scraped scraped out against Kelly, they probably will hang on. But I think he's in his position's more precarious than it's been in a long time. Yeah. The downside to that is it must given the amount of new contracts he signed, it must it'll cost him an absolute <laughs> fortune to bet on. Um excellent. Right. Thanks very much, Craigs. Um we are off to record the Patreon now. Uh, but we're going to go through the next 10 in our 99 best Scottish footballers, international footballers of the last decade. Uh, at some point, I'll do a decent link for that. Um, you can sign up to that by going to patreon.com slash podcast. Um, the guys will be back on Thursday with another show. And then the TV show that's inspired by this podcast returns on Friday. It does. Decent. So tune into that. Uh, if you don't like it, keep it to yourself. Fair. Yeah. 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 See ya. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network.